Tucker Carlson has left Fox News and the mainstream media are celebrating. But should they check themselves before they wreck themselves? Because Tucker's departure could be the beginning of the end for the mainstream. Hello there, you 6.4 million awakening wonders. Thanks for joining me on this voyage to truth and freedom on this great day where the mainstream media took a heavy blow. Tucker Carlson has left Fox News and I see this as a great harbinger. The beginning of the end for the mainstream. A mainstream media that's been reduced to packaging and selling your data. They do it more than even porn sites. Check those facts for yourself. A mainstream media that siphons us off into silos, turns us against one another, plays to the gallery, preaches to the converted, has got nothing original to say and serves the government rather than the public they were set up to inform. Remember, turn on the notification bell and subscribe right now so that we can continue to bring you great independent content every single day of the goddamn week, 365 days a year, even if it kills us, goddammit. Let's get into the story and see how the mainstream are reporting on Tucker's departure. Right now, the media landscape is significantly different than it was just two hours ago with two of the highest profile cable hosts out of a job. Oh yeah, and Don Lemon left CNN as well. First, the news that Tucker Carlson, who was regularly drawing three million viewers a night, parted ways with Fox News. And then, just an hour later, Don Lemon tweeting he is out at CNN after 17 years with that network. It also shows that the media is obsessed with itself. It's in a sort of narcissistic spiral, reporting on its own perspectives, its own heroes and its own villains. What is the mainstream media supposed to be for? Just for a moment, remind yourself that it's actually about giving you information about important stuff, like how the government are governing, about how corporations are behaving, the information that you need to live your life efficiently and effectively so you're informed politically. It doesn't do that. You know it doesn't do that. You know that the mainstream media is owned by certain corporate interests. You know that it gets all of its revenue from like the pharmaceutical industry. You know that they're tied up with the military industrial complex and you know that they support the state with only partisan distinctions between this party or that party defining their output. They do not serve in your awakening. They do not serve your empowerment. Where Tucker Carlson goes next will inform us a great deal about our political landscape. If he joins an independent news organisation, that's going to be fascinating. It will demonstrate where the power is moving and it will show us why authoritarian, centralised systems of power are doubling down on trying to censor, control, surveil, prohibit, smear, destroy any alternative voices because they recognise that now we can all communicate instantaneously and challenge any narratives that they put forward. That's why they've become ultra-propagandist. The audience tops three million on an average night. Viewers drawn to Carlson's far-right opinions on issues from January 6th to immigration. Far right, da da da. So you can see the opponents of Fox News and the detractors of Tucker use this as an opportunity to talk about the Dominion voting machines, the payouts, and Tucker Carlson being far right. Even if you are a Democrat, even if you are a socialist, to describe Tucker Carlson as far right is the only thing that's extreme that's going on there. 
Carlson leaves just days after Fox Corporation settled a defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting System for $787.5 million. Much of the reporting of Tucker Carlson's departure has centered on Fox News' recent out-of-court settlement to Dominion, which, of course, is meant to verify Biden's authenticity and legitimacy as a president, and democracy more broadly is successful and functioning. Even if it's legally proven that those Dominion voting machines are effective, democracy itself is obviously broken. And here's just one example of how. Looking at other out-of-court settlements, for example, the pharmaceutical industry regularly settles out-of-court for much larger sums. And the pharmaceutical industry is the biggest funder of the mainstream media through advertising and commercials. In 2009, the largest healthcare fraud settlement in history, pharmaceutical giant Pfizer, paid $2.3 billion to resolve criminal and civil allegations that the company illegally promoted uses of four of its drugs. So if you were a really ethical organization, you wouldn't go to the mat, go to bat for the pharmaceutical industry while attacking Fox News. Oh, they've paid $787 million. It's the biggest fine history. What about Pfizer's billions settled out of court? You were happy to promote their product. How often do you see on mainstream media sponsored by Pfizer? CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. They cannot badmouth Pfizer. So them claiming to be ethical organizations is ridiculous. It's a minor difference that they are fetishizing and valorizing because they've got nothing real to offer you. They know they've got nothing real to offer you. In 2020, the pharmaceutical industry spent 4.5 billion US dollars on advertising on national TV in the United States. In 2020, TV ad spending of the pharma industry accounted for 75% of the total ad spend. Okay, so we know that CNN and MSNBC and Fox News are all in bed with the pharmaceutical industry. What's their relationship like with that other titan of US and globalist power, the military-industrial complex? Many of the retired military leaders employed by the networks as paid contributors have secondary affiliations that rarely have ever mentioned, leaving viewers in the dark about whose interests they're promoting. That's why people like Tucker Carlson because Tucker Carlson attacks the military-industrial complex. Tucker Carlson says, I was wrong to promote the Iraq war. I'm ashamed of it. He sounds like a normal guy. You might not agree with him. You might think he's racist. You might think he's the worst person in the world. Or you might love him. But what the mainstream media, what these authoritarian systems are not acknowledging is we are being stripped of humanity. We're being stripped of real discourse, real connection, real conversation. So people that seem real, they have an impact. And they're going to have an impact because they're operating in a landscape of total corruption where they're posing as pious on what basis? They take money from the military industrial complex, they take money from the pharmaceutical industry, they steal your data, they lie to you, and they want you to treat them like they're kind of priests or preachers or people with some kind of moral rectitude. They have none. None of the leading networks, including CNN, Fox and MSNBC, makes a regular practice of announcing its military analysts' financial ties to the Pentagon, connections that could colour their on-air comments. MSNBC is owned by Comcast, a subsidiary of General Electric, the 14th largest defence contractor in the US. One wonders if General Electric are out in Taiwan right now, agitating for new contracts when Taiwan and China situation gets a little bit more aggressive. So how can they report honestly and openly? They have deep relationships with corporate and state interests that prevent them from reporting to you openly and honestly. And now, data capture, a significant part of the 
mainstream media's economic model is stealing your data, packaging it up and selling it. So how can they ever report openly on privacy? News outlets entrusted with promoting transparency and privacy are also lobbying behind closed doors against proposals to regulate the mass collection of Americans' data. The Interactive Advertising Bureau, a trade group, reported it was lobbying against a push at the Federal Trade Commission to restrict the collection and sale of personal data for the purpose of delivering advertisements. The IAB represents both data brokers and online media outlets that depend on digital advertising such as CNN, MSNBC, Fox News and dozens of other media companies. So all of them operate within one cohesive unit, capturing your data and selling it to advertisers. It's necessary for them to do that. So they can never do a story, this just in, people are bundling up your data and selling it even worse than pornography sites do. And it is me. Is it me? Tom Friedley here for Radio Zeitgeist. You're a stop for the art of critical thought, critical thinking, in an age of too much, so much information. All right, folks, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever the heck you might be, listening to my particular genius, Tom Friedley, the most important human on planet Earth. Uh, new title, um, Professor Tom Friedley to you. Thank you very much. I'm going to reach out to Katya Walter. I don't know if she was chair of psychology at UT. Uh, if Matthew McConaughey, we're going to get for a guest here, look for him to appear with Jim Hightower and I, live at Central Market North for Bat City Tejas on the Radio Zeitgeist. Radio Zeitgeist on YouTube is anemic now, but uh, subscribe now. It's about to go off the charts. Uh, of course, Howard Stern going down first. Sirius XM will own in the next several weeks. Uh, Joe Rogan, lovingly um, uh, Wing Chun, rhetorically, him out of the way. And Tim, Tim Pool is doing great stuff. We'll borrow some of the roundtable format of that. Uh, but Stephen Crowell, those guys, they're just no one as smart and clever and intelligent and a self-made PhD in it. Two dozen subjects. Again, when we have Jordan Peterson on, the rule here is uh, on this show is include yet transcend. So instead of Jordan moving education science online, the University of the Cosmos with a K is here, the worldwide webosphere. Tom Friedley, professor of the webosphere. Webosphere touching here with Jim Kunstler. The Clusterfuck Nation's iCast here for April 28th, 9, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Tom's burning this genius. Uh, we have Patreon pages. Boys got to get paid. So, yeah. So, Bat City Tejas coming the next three to five weeks. Uh, live stream on YouTube, on Rumble under a different handle. Still got to find that. And, of course, on Locals. It's Dave Rubin's platform. On War in Wars this morning on the Clusterfuck Nation podcast, Paul Craig Roberts. I know his work from uh, when I was a can and went in Dallas. So there's a long list of folks to get here as we put this country back on uh, where it was headed until November 22nd, 1963. Look it up, you millennials. Paul begins this quote, When we see the few truth-tellers who are the stars of their organizations jettisoned, Tucker Carlson from Fox News, 
Matt Taibbi from Rolling Stone, Glenn Greenwald from The Intercept, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, we're all on Substack now, y'all folks, we must face the fact that there is an organized conspiracy to suppress truth. Paul Craig Roberts, Jim Kunstler, uh, when Jim and I have the live show, Jim Hightower, that is, get ready for uh, Mr. Kunstler here to um, join us by Zoom, whatever, and tell us Hunter S. Thompson stories from back in the day. Jim begins this morning, the weird part the news media isn't telling you about World War III is that America's main enemy in this struggle is the U.S. government itself. America is looking like that crazy person on the street punching himself in the head. How else do you explain this epic act of national self-destruction? A sidebar here, a little pause. Uh, Look for a Radio Zeitgeist t-shirt. Something to the effect of, in America, the individual, of course, has the presumption of innocence. The government is presumed guilty as sin until it proves otherwise. Oh, take your pick. Me lie, weapons of mass destruction, um, vaccine, a bioweapon posing as a vaccine. All right, enough said. Continuing, the Joe Biden regime is standing up for our democracy, in quotes, by trying to silence all in any public speech about what it does in the world and how it treats its own citizens. Meanwhile, the entire scaffold of American life crumbles, and you are supposed to not notice it's happening. The funny Part is that the Democratic Party thinks this is an election strategy. The funniest part of the funny part is that we bother holding elections at all. And again, Jim and I are getting behind Bobby Kennedy Jr. for the Dem nomination. If I'm stuck with Trump again, I force him to pick Tulsi Gabbard. That's a seventh level code in Sprout Dynamics, an integral solution. More later on the wonky stuff. You understand Joe Biden, always in quotes here, is only pretending to run for president again, Jim writes, in the same way that he only pretended to be president the past two years. Look for a t-shirt illustrating what we've been suffering for two years. I think we'll have Klaus Schwab, kind of a wobbly, cartoony kind of thing. On his shoulders will be, eh, Barack Obama will do. On his shoulders, Susan Rice. On her shoulders, Ron Klein, who bailed a chief of staff. But someone will have, on that last tier before your befuddled fake president, a surgical glove jammed up the cloacal aperture, working what's left of his brain in his mouth. You can find all this stuff when it's time on Instagram, T-O-M-F-R-I-D-L-E-Y, Tom Friddy on Instagram. And, or that he, are we to believe, for instance, that the old zombie has become a fervent Maoist or that he follows any known structured political philosophy at all, other than cashing checks that Joe Biden, the favor seekers from all nations send his way, Joe Biden is pretending to run, no matter how preposterous it seems, because his handlers know that only a titanic pretense of political strength can stave off the reveal of his family's awesome criminality and the fall of everyone hitched to that wagon. So much for the funny stuff. Things are getting to the point where we stop laughing. It's only a question now of how the calamity rolls out, Jim writes. There are so many more parts to it, and they are all out of hand in the most disastrous way. The Ukraine project is a big part. It was prodigiously stupid to provoke a war there, and the side we backed, the Nazi-ish Zelensky regime, has already lost. 
You just don't know it because the American news business is a joke on the American public. It reports nothing honestly. A Sproul Dynamics aside here, Dr. Beck said Ukraine would have been the next place to go. Uh, this was four or five years ago. Sproul Dynamics Works, the biopsychosocial systems theory of Claire Graves, uh, implemented, Im implemented as stratified democracy. Look for much more of that here when you follow Jim and I from the live show at Central Market North. And going on, Ukraine is the last in a string of hapless military adventures that has exhausted America's credibility in the world, especially as regards our military superiority. Think Russia's Kinzhal hypersonic missile, Jim writes. There will be many unexpected consequences of that failure. One will be the crack-up of NATO, which has only been a false front for American military power. <clears throat> Germany couldn't fight its way out of a duffel bag with what it's got, and it is supposedly Europe's leading economic power. The sad truth is that it will stop being any kind of power without the cheap Russian natural gas it was running on, and later this year, Germany will be in a panic to try and restore its horribly damaged trade relations with Russia to get that net gas. Since NATO's essential mission is to oppose Russia on everything, that will be the end of NATO. Can't happen too soon for me. Europe will return to what it has always been, a region of squabbling national interest. Let's hope Europe does not become again the slaughterhouse it was in the last century. Tom Friedley, the most important human on the planet, will assure that it doesn't. Uh, the failure of the Ukraine project could easily stimulate a collapse in Europe's banking system, which would instantly spread to America's banking system as obligations dissolve and payments stop. The net effect of all that will be the vanishing of a whole lot of capital, including the money in bank accounts, the money invested in stocks and bonds, the money lodged in pension plans, and the money controlled by insurance companies. As I mentioned before, Jim writes, it's worth repeating, you can go broke two ways. You can have no money, or you can have money that's worthless. We've been steadily following the latter path through the Joe Biden years, but we're close to simply not having money at all. Being broke will get Americans' attentions. And the first place they'll look is the party in power, which of course Tom edits is the Uniparty, the military, industrial, congressional, pharmaceutical, uh, blah, 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 big tech. <laughs> Again, the average Dem makes 300K. The average Republican, 75K. That's the uh, Nation Magazine saying that. That, Aaron Matei had to bail for um, Substack, I think, or indie media of some sort online. Uh, multiple scandals have finally caught up to Joe Biden and are escaping the formidable suppression apparatus erected by the National Security Administrative State's legal department. Attorney General Merrick Garland himself is now directly implicated in obstruction of justice by an IRS whistleblower. Uh, the thing's still rolling, isn't it? Be sure. Yeah, here we go. Information age tools. Good news, bad news. Uh, the allegation is that Mr. Garland interfered in interfered in the case against Hunter Biden in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's General in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office and lied about it to Congress. On top of that comes a new allegation with hard documentary evidence 
testimony by former acting CIA Director Mike Morrell, that Secretary of State Antony Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan arranged as Biden campaign officials in 2020 for 51 intel officers, including five retired CIA directors, to sign that phony letter denouncing the Hunter laptop as a Russian disinfo project, knowing it to be untrue. A case can be made for that amounting to election interference. Yeah, you think? Tom's on that case. All that is fairly fresh news. For many months, it's been known that Representative James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, chair of the House Oversight Committee, look for him to be a guest, has possession of bank records that show more than a hundred instances of the decanting of millions of dollars from foreign lands into various Biden family accounts. Doesn't look good. Looks impeachable. On top of all that, observers are reporting that more than 10,000 illegal immigrants a day will be crossing into the USA from Mexico in the weeks ahead. Alejandro Mayorkas' Department of Homeland Security and Mr. Blinken's State Department have made arrangements with international NGOs working through the UN to systematically conduct these immigrants across the border, furnishing them with pre-cooked phony asylum documents. This week, Senators Cory Bookie, Bookie, he should be a bookie. Senators, Senators Cory Booker, Democrat of New Jersey, and Pramila Jayapal, God, she's useless, Democrat Washington, introduced legislation to allow unrestricted immigration to any person claiming to be LG, LBGTQ, blah, 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 ampersand, ampersand, Tom edits. Co-sponsors of the bill include Elizabeth Warren, of course, and Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, the guy that's irrelevant because he don't want to be uh, like my old boss, Ralph Nader. Look for Ralph to uh, zoom one in. How is any of this a re-election strategy, Jim asks? It's not. If these matters are not adjudicated, it will be a civil war strategy, which Tom will not let happen. The big guy in broadcasting whose main name I can't drop because he has to appear impartial. That was my pitch to him. Sir, you don't know me. Civil War was coming. I'm the only broadcaster, because of stratified democracy in, in uh, Sproul Dynamics, that can stop it. Um, the biopsychosocial systems theory of Claire W. Graves. Don Beck is gone. I'm in with his son, his niece, that kept his online presence. We're going to get her done. We save the world, starting here. You might want to follow that and maybe throw in with us. <laughs> Tom Friedley, Radio Zeitgeist. Again, look for Bat City Tejas on the Radio Zeitgeist YouTube channel. Let's come on, America. Let's get her done. Just like Muhammad Ali